1: Athletic Brewing Company is reimagining beer for the modern active adult. Their great tasting athletic craft brews let you enjoy the refreshing taste of craft beer without the alcohol or the hangover. You can enjoy them anytime, anywhere, and still be healthy, active, and at your best. And when AB won North American Brewer of the Year at the International Beer Challenge, the judges were shocked to find out it was alcohol free. I mean, seriously buzz-free beer that is better than the rest and to top it all off as part of athletic brewing two for the trails program two percent of all their sales are donated to causes and organizations that support healthy outdoor active living through park and trail cleanup and maintenance whether you've decided to cut alcohol out of your life for good for a night or just one drink Athletic Brewing Company provides an option without compromises that you're guaranteed to enjoy. To try their award-winning non-alcoholic beers, go to athleticbrewing.com. Use the code PNF20. You'll save 20% off your first order. There is free shipping on orders of two six-packs or more, or you can use their store finder to find it on shelves near you. Athletic Brewing. Brew without compromise.
2: You're listening to Bass Fishing for Noobs, the Paddle and Finn podcast, with your hosts, Ryan Milford and Sean Lambert.
3: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Bass Fishing for Noobs podcast, uh, part of the Paddle and Fit podcast. Uh, I'm your host Sean Lavery with me as always is my co-host Ryan Milford. What's up, Ryan?
2: What's going on, man?
3: And uh welcome back again. Uh t- Mr. Daniel Perry, the Alabama Slammer himself, uh, co- uh host of the Real Down, also another paddle and fin segment. Uh, hey. Welcome welcome back to the Noob Show, sir.
4: Thanks for having me. I'm a three-time loser now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you're, your rival you're- in jody queen for most times on here (laughs) oh
4: well the he should definitely be on more times than me (laughs) well your
2: your episodes tend to be like popular episodes though you know (laughs) because obviously well well, (laughs) you you have like a real detail for attention or whatever what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> I t- I t- you have a lot of oh, detail. <laughs> oh look, look, work has been killing me, okay? I'm sorry. But no, you, you pay uh, now I just you you pay pay close attention, attention to, detail. to detail. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and so like you I don't know, you you get like deep into that stuff, and I think people like to really hear that. It's interesting hearing you talk about stuff. So
4: cool. Well, yeah, man. I, you know, that really, it's my feeling. Like I, I'm happy to come on here. You know, I was in the same position where these techniques were new, so I'm happy to give away the juice, man. The chances are of you fishing against me, in my same spot, taking my money, they're slim. So I'm I'm happy to. Give away the juice, man. I I hope these techniques help somebody. And really, these two techniques we're going to talk about tonight, they will absolutely help you catch fish. If you're just starting out and trying to get into catching some fish and you want to catch quantities of fish and sometimes bigs, like my biggest one of the year last year was caught on one of these, you are listening to the right show tonight.
2: Awesome, awesome. And I wanted to add something. You, you know, you people taking your money now. If you're fishing on uh, Seminole, then I think they got a pretty good chance. Of Shut money. your <laughs>
4: mouth! I hate. I, I do not want to hear the name of that lake ever in my life. Like I do hope he's in a row. I've been to Seminole and I got whooped both times. I'm not going back. They can keep it. Hope he goes back to Seminole. I'm Dan. Is not going. <laughs>
3: Well, I do don't think you were
4: the only one experience. though. Yeah. <laughs> look, hey, look, I've i said this. We were on them in practice, and you can only practice, you know, blah blah blah. Sad story. People don't want to hear it. We were on it. We were catching fours and fives in practice. Weather changed, and you can only practice many places so much. the The rain just changed it, and we didn't just didn't have enough time to to do whatever to adjust enough to go to a totally different place. A lot of people were catching them way up the river and we had a river backup spot too. And that didn't pan out where we were punching and catching fours and that didn't happen for us. So it is what it is, you know? If, it, if, if that tournament would have been on Wednesday and Thursday, boom, Dan gets paid. <laughs> but it didn't happen. So it is what it is, hey, yeah,
3: Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write it off in that case then because, you know- it, fishing.
4: You're, you're going to get your feelings hurt sometime. That's that's
3: all right. Yep, you're. Uh, uh, that definitely happens more often than not to me. <laughs>
4: in excess, make money too. It's all
3: right. <laughs> I I definitely am good at donating my money. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I believe I'll be doing that uh, in April at Dale Hollow. <laughs> I
3: don't know. You got some experience there now, so you never know.
2: Yeah, I no. called. Ca- you know, several like ten to. 11 and three quarters inch (laughs) fish
3: (laughs) you know what not (laughs) hey
2: i did catch a good size like i don't know what you want to call it sunfish you know i i I call them all bluegill like all the panfish. i call them all bluegill but you know people are like oh that's not a bluegill like i I know it's not a bluegill but that's shell cracker
4: cracker. rock yeah Yeah, that that, that, that
2: thing i could barely grip it in my hand you know so that thing was huge
3: Hey, his fish is a fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, tonight um, we brought on Dan to go over some finesse techniques, specifically the Nico rig and the Ned rig. Yep. Um, two thing, i uh, i you know, a wacky rig has always been one of my go-to rigs, and um, I actually sat down with uh, Dan when the last time we were at Dale, Dale Hollow at the marina, sitting across the table from him, and he was talking up. Uh, how great he thought that the Nika rig was. And I figured, you know, it it seems like a close relative of the wacky rig. So I figure it might be a good technique for me to try. So it's been, uh, the technique I am going to focus on the most this year, I think, um, among the other ones, but um, primarily I'm going to start throwing it and see what I can do with it. Um, so we're going to talk about the Ned rig or the Nika rig tonight and also the Ned rig. Um, definitely something I, uh, I've thrown before, but don't have a ton of luck with, but, uh, definitely looking forward to getting some juice on
4: that
2: and another thing with the ned rig you know we've talked to several people that have talked about the ned rig but everybody seems to have their own little different things they do with it so it's interesting to see what like how different ways you can work it people using different weights different you know all that stuff and you know try to put that together to see what works best for you
4: yeah, I, I I think that's kind of the thing is where it fits into your lineup. Like if you like if you know, it's it's about the other techniques you throw and how that it, the Ned and the Nico how they fit along with that. Like if you if you're throwing a shaky head along with a, Nick, a Ned, you know, then you're going to throw a super light Ned. If you're not throwing in a shaky head too, then Maybe you'll throw a little bit heavier Ned to make up so you, you know, a heavier Ned because you're not throwing a shaky head. So it it depends on where in the lineup of all the techniques that you're throwing and how they fit. So, yeah, there, there can be some differences too, for sure.
3: That makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. So, as far as the Nico rig, you know, for somebody that has no idea what a Nico rig is, you want to start out just explaining what it is.
4: Okay, so yeah, so it's kind of like a, let's say it's it's a worm, so just like a regular stick bait, you know, a, a regular worm, and you can use any kind of worm, whether it's like a regular Senko or a Trick worm, it can be any worm that you like. And I'll start out by saying that I am sponsored by Exxon Lure, so I don't want anybody to think. Um, for the Nico rig, I still stay with Z-Man. And I'm uh, you know, I'm going I'm going to come on here and tell you the truth. With all my other soft plastics, I have swapped over to X Xone. like even my Neds. I think they're a superior product. But I haven't with my Nico and I'll I'll tell you why. And maybe one day I will, but I haven't yet. So, you know, just I wanna put that out front. So, you know, everything I tell you is, you know, it's gonna be the truth. They, I'm I'm not a paid sponsor, they're not a paid sponsor. I just get discounted product. Now, maybe if they paid me, hey, you know, <laughs> you, know you want to send me out money, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do Nico too, just saying. Not yeah, wink, wink. Yeah. We're on podcast. And
2: Perry can be bought.
4: You know, I would still throw it. Like even a pro, you know, like a real pro, that they're not going to throw every single bait by a certain brand, but, you know, I'm right. going that disclaimer.
3: And if, if you, you believe buy, that they are truly – uh, superior product, then yeah. There's no yeah. reason not to, right.
4: Yeah, and I, I 100% believe that, too. And I'll, I'll tell you why, you know, whenever I'm going over it. But the, uh, so any kind of bait, you put a weight in one end of it, usually the fat end. So, like, if you're used to a shaky head, the end that goes down and the, the tail end that would be up, you're putting the weight on the bottom end. Any kind of weight you want, and then you're putting a hook somewhere like the egg sac would be. That little spot, that little weird blank spot in the worm, that's usually about a third of the way up, that's called an egg sack. So if you didn't know what that was, that's the egg sac. Like you'll have ribs all the way down a worm, and then you got that one little weird spot a third of the way up, that's the egg sack. That's usually where you put the hook. So you got the weight in the very end of it, you got that hook right there, and whenever you throw it out, it's going to go weight down. The tail's going to stick up, and then you got your hook, and you just kind of pop it up, and every time you pop it, the weight's going to go down, the tail's going to stick up, and then you just kind of pop it along the bottom, and it's just kind of popping, 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 and the every time the weight's going down and the, and the tail's going up here so you just going along the bottom. You can drag it real slow. But to me, kind of that popping deal, just small little pops. Sometimes they're big, like stroking it off the bottom. And this can be an offshore technique too. And I'll get into that of when that's good. So if you're going ledge fishing, that's that's kind of undiscovered. Like a lot of people don't talk about that or a lot of people haven't done it. But I promise you take a, ne- a Nico rig and you go heavyweight and you go offshore. That can be the deal too you throw you know that stroking deal like, like a football jig a lot of people do that they take a big three a quarter one ounce football jig and you just as heavy as you can kind of like a uh, a big spoon and you jump it off the bottom same thing with a football jig or same thing with a nico rig you jump it off the bottom and it's it's a reaction bite. the fish they're sitting right there on the bottom or real close to it they see it come by their face real time real fast and they bite it and that's same thing that you can do with a nico and sometimes it's that it just slowly coming down so it could be two things it could be the worm jumping off the bottom of a reaction bite or it can be it co- it's slowly shimmying down that they want so it could be the reaction bite or it could be the the feeding bite of it coming down now,
2: as far as rigging it, like there's a specific way to put the hook, right? Because I, okay. I know like Nico and Wacko are different, correct?
4: So I, the the hook that I use is the VMC Ike approved weedless Nico hook. And I use that 100% of the time. It's a, and I use the, I couldn't I don't remember what size hook I use. I think it's the one. And they have the two, a one, a one aught, and a two aught. I think it's the one. So it's like a good size. You can get whatever size you want, but it's like a good size hook. Or you can use a wacky hook too. But it's got like two monofilament, two monofilament weedless steels. It doesn't get it doesn't get hung hung up, so you can still skip it. You can throw it anywhere you want to. So and, and that's a good thing. That's why I use, still use the Z-Man. You don't have to use O-ring. That's the trick to the Z Man and a Nico rig is not having to use that O-ring. That's one less step. You just hook it right in that egg sac, and you you know, uh, I use the bang sticks. So if I'm just regular Nico rigging. 90% of the time I'm using a bang stick It's 5.75 inches. So it's good. Six, inch, almost six inch worm. It works great. You put that hook right through the egg sack. You don't have to use an O-ring and you just throw it out and it works great. Don't have to use an O-ring. The only time I use a different worm and I know people, some people use a finesse worm and that, that works great too. Some people like the other Z-Man worms. Those are good. Uh, the regular finesse worm that's great if you want to use that use it i just personally like the the bang stick it's got the little tickler in i i like that um the z-man ticklers i I think that's the same end that they use on the the bang stick but i like the um if i'm fishing offshore i like the mag fatties that's it's like a bigger fatter worm it's like a like a magnum version of that except it doesn't have the same end so it's like a bigger fatter worm and that's it and i use a heavier weight and the uh, the weights that i use are, i'll go ahead and explain them so and you can go back and rewind this if you want to every time i get on here i'm giving a whole lot of information but i use the 120th so they have four different weights they have a 120th a 115th a 110th and a 1 I use a one twentieth if I'm shallow. So think of it same thing as a wacky rig. The only time I'm using that one six, like shallow cover, just like a wacky rig. And it's so light that you can use it exactly like a wacky rig. So Sean, you're saying, why well, throw a wacky rig? When would I, if you're thinking, when would I throw a Nico rig over a wacky rig? Quit throwing a wacky rig. You don't need <laughs> it. You don't need it anymore. Stop throwing it. You, I have just eliminated your wacky rig and I have made, I have now given you a more versatile bait that you can throw a little bit deeper, but it's still going to do all the same things. And then you can take that weight out one time. You can do it one time in the Z-Man. You can take that weight out and put in a heavier weight and go fish deeper without killing that worm. So it's the Z-Man Ned Shroom's wacky rig nose weight. They come in two colors. I just buy the green pumpkin. You get four of them for five dollars. They got a black and a green pumpkin. I get the green pumpkin. I don't care. No matter what colors I throw, I just get the green pumpkin. Or if you want black, get the black. I, I you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, get it. So the one twentieth, I use shallow. That's so light, you can still skip. It skips like a rock, just like a wacky rig, no problems. The one fifteenth. I move up to that whenever I'm just a little bit deeper. You're thinking like mid range, maybe like eight feet up to like 10, 11 feet. That's going to be the one that you want. So not that super shallow cover skipping kind of stuff, just <laughs> that little bit deeper, you know, maybe just like off, just a, just a hair deeper up to kind of that 10 foot range. And then whenever you want to fish the deeper stuff, you're going 12 feet. You know, you're going with the one tenth, the deep stuff. And then the one six, the only time I use the one six is whenever I'm doing the mag fatty, the big worm, and I'm going offshore. That's the only time I step up to that one. So that's I carry that one, but that's only in the summer. And they're little bitty weights, you know. They they go into the it's going to take you a little bit to figure out how to use these weights. And if you've used any Z-Man, you probably already, already figured it out. I mean, you shove that weight all the way into that dude as far as it can go, and then you kind of pull it back over. You pull the worm back over the weight, kind of like, yeah, just you'll figure it out over time. You pull the worm back over. You pull the meat of the worm back over the weight. It'll take you a little bit to figure it out, but you you pull the, the rubber over the weight. It'll take a few times. You'll figure it out. A couple of times you'll probably slang the the weight off. You know, <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> yeah, you'll lose a couple of weights, but they're not that expensive. And then once you figure it out, just get that weight way down in there. It'll stick out a little bit, but they—I promise—once you figure it out, they stick in there good, no problems. So that's now, all the weight. Yep.
2: Now I've got some nail weights from uh, actually my sponsor, Wicked Weights. Uh, so I. I can just use those for a Nico rig, right?
4: To keep from having uh, yeah, a yeah. product. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see why you can't. I, as long as they work with the Z-Man products, you know, Sure it will. It's a little force. You know. Shove it in there.
3: Sometimes it's a little tough. I've used now weights on Z-Man's before, and it is a little tough, but it, it does work.
4: Good you Yeah, I mean, or if nothing else, you can. I mean, you could super glue something onto their weights. To make it kind of stick in there, like you could you could DIY something to, because if they, I think with the wicked weights, it's more of just like the normal kind of screw type that would go into any worm, like a nail so, weight type. And yeah, like regular, like a regular more of a it's nail, like,
2: weight. like the ribbed cone or whatever.
4: Yeah. Now the good thing about Z-man is they kind of have like pointy things that come off to the side that really stick in the Z-man, and that's what makes their weights perfect for their baits so you know i would say the ones they make the weights perfect for their worms so in this situation i would say buy theirs and like i'm sponsored by X zone and X zone is great and X zone makes terminal tackle but for this technique and this specific deal it's like peas and carrots man (laughs) you know like they have figured it out, and this is the deal. Now, if you want to figure, it, you want to DIY it and super glue something on there. Hey, man, do it.
3: Now, I know uh, Ryan asked about the hook. When I wacky rig uh, a Senko or a worm, I go perpendicular to the worm. But I think with a Niko rig, ideally you're going parallel with the worm, right?
4: Now, see, in this technique, because you, because of the Z-man, because you don't have to use the O-ring, you can just regularly go right with it yeah, just straight through the egg sac, and like a uh, just perpendicular
3: so oh you are doing perpendicular yep mm-hmm. so like you know if yep. the worm is right like yep.
4: okay okay yeah, yeah you know yeah and i i know that seems maybe counterintuitive like you wouldn't get a good hookup ratio but i promise <laughs> the hookup ratio is like that's another good thing about this it's like It's almost perfectly – it's as weedless as something can be. It's The hookup ratio is, like, unbelievable, like, as good as it could possibly be. There's nothing bad about this technique. There's nothing bad. It catches the mess out of them. It catches a bunch of them. I caught caught my biggest fish last year, a a 23-and-a-half you know, eight, three, my biggest fish of last year, I won a tournament whenever I was fishing it that day. I caught a mess of fish on it. I mean, it's just, it skips. You can use a bunch of different weights. So it's super versatile. You know, if you're fishing a different weight, you just slap, if you kill a worm, Z-Man super, you know, durable. So it's not very expensive. It's the perfect technique. Like, if I were a noob and I was, Hey, I'm brand new. I'm green. I'm figuring out fishing. If I had to figure out one technique, I swear this would be the technique I would figure out first. I I mean that like hand a Bible, the Nico rig is the number one thing I'd figure out because you can do so many different things with it. It can be, it can be just like a, a Senko, you know, like a weedless, Senko a wacky rig you can use it like a shaky head because you can drag it on the bottom like a shaky head you can fish it offshore like a you know like a big giant shaky head you can I mean you can just do a lot of different things with it it's so versatile you can do a lot of different things with one rod it's it really is an amazing technique and it will it will straight up catch them.
3: And speaking of rod, you I'm, I'm guessing you probably throw it on a spinning rod, right?
4: Yep. So here, I'll give you my rundown. So I use an ARC Invoker Pro. It's like a – I don't use super high expensive stuff. That's just me. I'm mean on my gear, so I don't buy the highest, most expensive stuff. It's a $150 rod, and that's nice. I'm not, I'm not saying I use cheap stuff, but I use like medium range stuff. Arc Invoker Pro, seven, one medium, extra fast. Medium is the deal. So that's 7 to 7.2, depending on what you like. Let's say 6.10. If you have a 6.10 to 7.2, that's going to be the range. 7 foot is probably 7.71, I would say is perfect. Medium is the deal. You don't want a medium heavy and you don't want a medium light. Those are not it. You want a medium. Okay. Fast, extra fast, those are both cool. So right around a 7, has to be a medium. Uh, I use a Quantum Smoke, 2500 size, uh, S3 spinning reel, it's a six zero to 1. So a 6-speed reel. If you're buying a spinning reel, buy a 6-speed or higher. There's such good spinning reels now, don't buy a 5-speed spinning reel. That, like, you can get a president, you can get a bunch of them. I'm sure you've talked about them on here before. Just get a six speed spinning reel. There's such good ones out there. Just like you want one fast enough. That's like the big thing now. Just get a fast spinning reel, 2500 size or 3000. That's fine. Uh, Mainline, I use Sunline SX1 High Viz Yellow Braid. I use 12 pound. I use that for all my spinning reels, it lasts years. I have literally used that braid for years on spinning reels. So <laughs> like, it's not real expensive braid. I mean, not real cheap braid, but I've had it on spinning reels for two and three years. So yeah, it might cost 22, $25 for a spool, but stays on there for three years. I use a high vis yellow. Cause let's be honest. If you're watching this, I got some gray in my beard. Like I can't see as well as what I used to. So <laughs> You know, having that yellow, like I can see my line tick. I think even if you're young on like a, you know, those days, like that line is so small. If you want to use something a little bit bigger, I use 12 because I'm going to use a lot. I've never had a problem. I, I I use the lightest line I can and I've never had a break off problem. So I use 12 on all my spinning reels, the same exact line. 12 um, pound high vis Sunline SX1. I use the same stuff on all of them. I use the Alberto knot. And I'll tell you why I use the Alberto knot. Because I know there's a lot of knots out there. Double uni, this, that, the double tango, I don't know, whatever fancy knot out there. I've never had one break and I've been using it for nine years. That's why. Alberto knot is super easy and I've never had one break. There you go. I hear everybody talk about oh the Alberto knot that's a good beginner knot. I fish hardcore, never had one break. There you go, it's small enough. I, uh, I
2: had a couple. I had them break on me a couple times when I first started doing it, but I figured out that I believe it was more of a me issue, the way I was doing it. I, well, one I had um, like a very like a, a braid with a lot of coating on it. So it was kind of slick and uh, I ended up doing a few more wraps on it each way. And I haven't had an
4: issue anymore. I use see, I use good line. So, and, and maybe that's part of it too, is I always use good line. Like I, I use braid to floral, but because I use leader, I only buy one spool. So it lasts for a long time, you know, cause that braid it lasts for so long. I don't have a problem. Yeah. So I am not using it. I'm not using very much. This uh, uh
2: this past year I've swapped to where I've been swapping to better line but yeah, yeah. But before I was going cheap like spider wire. You know.
4: yeah. <laughs> uh and then my later I, I use Seaguar and Visx. That's what I, I use Seaguar and Bizex for everything. Again, I've been using that for I don't know, since 2012. Uh just don't have a problem. I'm so confident in it. Um, and I use eight pound line. You And this, if you're comfortable, you can go up to 10. But again, I just don't, I am utmost confident in eight pound Seaguar fluorocarbon, InvisX. I just don't break off. So I don't have a problem. Um, even with the big offshore stuff, I still use eight pound line. I, I'm just confident. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I use San Diego jam knot. Uh, Some people use double San Diego jam. San Diego jam, if you're looking for a knot, that's a great one to use. That's what I use. Um, Alberto, and those two knots to me, I I know people don't talk about knots very often, but those to me are like the easiest. So it's got to be easy out on the water too. There's fancier ones that may be a little bit smaller, but those to me are easy. And that's that's a big part of being a kayak is, Quick, easy, and you can repeat it all the time. So that that doesn't get talked about very often. I, I wanted to make sure I said that. Oh. There you go. That's my setup. I use the same thing every time, and the colors I use are um, black and blue and dirty water. They have a black blue laminate. I wish it didn't have purple on it, but it does, so I use it. Um, I use the deal in clear water. It's just like a fish looking deal. Uh, it's I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. It's blue, the deal. Yeah, the deal. there you go. And I use green pumpkin blue in the summer whenever I'm around like a brim beds uh, in the summer brim. They, uh, you know, they spawn, they have like little brim beds. So whenever I see them on side scan, I'll throw out, I'll keep that green pumpkin blue with me and I fish that. So that's my three colors. That's it. Keep it simple. There you go.
3: Um, Oh, what was I going to ask? I just totally lost my th- train of thought. I was going to ask something. Um,
2: You're not allowed to do that. Whenever I do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. all right. So, what what kind of areas are you targeting with this? Like, where you have, like structure, or you know, I know you talk about you know you can do it in several different depths. But.
4: Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's one of those deals where you can fish pretty much anywhere i mean it's it's not really going to be so much around grass so i'm i'm not going to fish around it's it's usually going to be around some kind of structure so like docks would be great anything vertical so like a like a bluff wall uh any kind of bridge any kind of rocks any kind of uh just think of anywhere you would throw a jig a shaky head um just any kind of structure not not so much for grass even though that weedless you can get it around some grassy stru- some grassy stuff so around uh like the outside of weed lines that can be great like just kind of letting it you get that real lightweight the lightest weight the 15th and you or the 20th and you throw it on the outside of parallel weed lines kind of like a weedless uh like a wacky rig and you just let it float float down that that can be the deal because sometimes that that uh, just the weightlessness, like a Cinco can be the deal and they just, on a finicky day, that can be, that can be something. Uh, yeah, so just usually structure or vertical. It's, it's more of a vertical presentation or a skipping under docks, getting under things can be a big one or offshore if you're using the big one. But not necessarily grass. Grass would be the one like thick grass at that would, you're not going for that.
3: Just based because maybe, you know, if you, because your hook is sideways or perpendicular, I think maybe if it wasn't as maybe if you did put it parallel, maybe it would be a little more. Well, I mean, the hook, grass.
4: yeah, the hook would be up where, I mean, if you were on top of the grass, it would, it wouldn't have a problem being on it, you know, but it get, really getting caught on a grass. It just, I mean, an eight-pound line in grass—you know, you're you're putting yourself in a disadvantage with a fish.
3: No, it makes sense.
4: Yeah, you know, being around grass, so it, it just wouldn't be the ideal bait, I guess.
3: Right, right. But if you stick to the edge, the grass, like the grass lines, you you'd probably be fine.
4: Yeah, I mean, you're hoping you can get them away from it quick.
3: Right. You know? Which is where that little bit higher speed reel might come in handy. So. Yeah. Yep. Cool.
2: I, I just had to look close. Uh, I saw your yak gadget up there on your uh, banner. Yeah. And, uh, at, at first, from a distance, I thought it said Lieutenant.
4: I'm like, it's Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> no, I was, I was a sergeant. They didn't, <laughs> uh, they didn't make me an officer.
3: No, <laughs> well, Sergeant Dan still sounds okay. I'd still take orders yeah. from you. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, so, man. All right.
3: Well, go ahead, Ryan.
2: Uh, I was going to, you know, we talked a little bit about like uh, technique earlier, you know, you're talking about popping it and stuff. Was there anything with that where we can go a little more in depth with technique or did that pretty much cover it?
4: Yeah, I, I think, to, you know, like anything else, you're just kind of feeling out the fish that day. So like a slow drag, but usually, usually like a light pop, like just kind of, you know, like it doesn't have to be like a violent pop, but you're just kind of lifting it off the bottom. I, I would say half the time is like a lift, like a slow lift off the bottom. Like you're not popping it hard off the bottom. You're just like lifting your rod off the bottom a, f- a couple of feet, two or three feet off the bottom, and then letting it come back down and watching your, you know, kind of watching the slack as you're bringing it down. Cause sometimes they'll hit it. So it controlled slack. As it come back down, lifting it two or three feet, so you're so you're just always what you're wanting it to do. You don't want it laying on the ground because then you're losing that worm's not up in the air. So you want the tail to be up in the air. That's the whole power of the technique. So you want so you lift up the rod, and you get it. You get that worm to come back down, and you want you keep your controlled slack. So if you do that quick. If it's a real high, high bluebird day, no wind, and you got a, you're thinking reaction because they're not biting at all, and you pop it, you're popping it just to get them to react, and you're doing that faster, trying to get them to do something, or if you're just doing that nice, two or three foot, you know, doing that nice stroke, you know, giving it to them, nice. All right, there you go, giving it to them, you know.
2: Uh, this just got awkward. Sorry,
4: right. <laughs> doing what you got, yeah. Or if you're popping it, or if you're doing like big strokes, you, you know, doing what you got to. do. Sorry, it did get weird there, but you know.
3: I was going to say too, and you mentioned watching your line. That I think that's definitely super important. Like even on the fall, if you are in in eight to t- you know ten feet of water, still even I mean shallow, it's somewhat important, but definitely in uh in in the deeper water, you want to watch the the line the whole time when you when you first cast on the initial fall to the bottom, just keep watching your line. Cause you know, a lot of times they can hit it on the fall. So. and
4: That's like half the time you're, if you're, if you're doing pops half the time is the time where it's slack. So that can be half your bites that you could be missing. So you have to barely reel it in and watch, you know, watch your line and keep it controlled slack where it's not, there's a little bit of slack in there, but just a little. So if you see something, you can set the hook real quick and it's, you don't have to catch up to them. Yep.
3: That took me a bit to learn, too, uh, when, you know, they, they kind of say fish it on semi-slack line. And to me, that what that means is there's just a slight bow in the line. Like, it's not laying on top of the water. You, you pretty much have it where you're going to either see it if something grabs it or you're going to, You know, feel it and, um, but it just definitely watching your line is important. That's where that high vis yellow definitely helps too. So,
4: yeah, where it's whenever you're lifting it or whenever you're popping it, you don't want the line to be tight to the worm. You want it to be semi slack where there's a little bit of give in there where they, they don't, where there's the worm can do its action where you're not hindering the action of the worm by having a tight slack where a tight line between the rod and the worm, you want there to be a little bit of slack in there, but just a little bit so if you set the hook, you're not losing any power in your hook set, but just enough slack in there to where you can still see the bite. If that
3: if Right. That you works. want it to fall naturally, not penduluming. Yeah. So. yeah. If,
4: if the line is tight between your rod and the worm, the worm is not getting the action that it should.
3: Cool. Well there you go, guys. Uh go out and put that to use. You know, I, I definitely think it's gonna be killer for me this year. I can't wait to try it.
4: Um, yeah. I'm, new I'm to, yeah, there's tons of videos online. You you can you can take what I said and then you know, Nico the heck out of YouTube and, and take it as far as you want. But that's my proven setup for Nico and I promise. It works. It just works. It flat out works. And I, I think it doesn't get talked about as much as what it should, because people don't want you to throw the niku <laughs> for real. I,
3: I remember what I was going to say too. Um, I know we, you were talking about wanting that worm to be standing up off the bottom. And I think Z-Man also helps with that as well, because it's yeah. going to naturally want to do that. Whereas, you know, uh, uh, a Yamamoto Senko is going to, it'll stand for a little bit, but it's going to want to tend to fall over where, as the Z-Man, you know, is going to want to stand up a little bit more. So.
4: And that's, that's uh, another reason why I went to X-Zone because all their crawls and all their worms float. So as I, as I've been transitioning all my baits, cause I've had, I have so many soft plastic and I've been changing all my baits over to X-Zone. Like I might eventually change my worms, all my worms over to them too. But I haven't made that transition on my Nikos yet, but all of X-Zones also stand all the way up, too. Okay. All that's, all the worms, yeah, exactly.
3: Definitely good to know. Yeah. Might have to be checking those out as well.
4: Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that makes a big difference. And, you know, with, whenever I use Z-Man and now whenever I use X-Zone, I think having the crawls and the worms float, I I think it really is a thing.
3: Yeah, um I, I was just reading something about that the other day. Like it was a post on I think it was on uh KBN or something, and the one guy commented, Oh, uh, you know, floating crawl or floating claws on a crawl isn't good because a bass won't strike a crawl in defensive position. It waits till it's running away. Uh and I'm like, I I would, you know, argue that because I I mean, why else would they make them do that? That doesn't make sense
2: to me. So I've I've never had an issue with that. Yeah, you know, you know, I've gotten to where the the Z Man TurboCrawl is my favorite jig trailer and I'll just snip a little bit of the body off of it there and rig it up on there. And uh you know you know Z Man, the Elastic's known to you know float a lot better than a lot of other plastics and you know that that's actually been what I've gotten a lot of my jig bites on is that Z Man. Yeah. That's me. First. That,
3: that kind of leads into our next technique, I guess, because the Ned Rig, you know, the savior of lost days, you know, it tends to be what you hear a lot of people say to if they're, you know, having a super, super tough day on the water. Sometimes uh, going to the Ned Rig will, will, you know, get you a few bites where nothing else is working. Um, I- and Go
0: ahead, I, I know. Last
4: year, I won one tournament because of it, and I cash multiple checks just because of the Ned rig. I mean it, it. It flat out works. I mean, anybody who throws a Ned rig, it it works. I mean there, there ain't no doubt about it. And to say it only catches small fish, sometimes it'll catch small fish, and it's not going to be my first bait. Whenever I'm going for big fish, first thing in the morning, probably. But I, if, especially if I'm fishing like a group of fish, I'm not leaving a group of fish. If like leaving a spot until I throw a net rig on, I promise. I'm going to catch that last fish on a net rig before I go.
3: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I like, like uh, Ryan said, in the beginning of the show, we've, we've had quite a few guests that uh, talked about uh, Ned rigs and some different techniques you know, uh, do you think anything that you do is uh, unique or um, would you say you're, it's pretty standard?
4: Yeah. Time? So, I, like, I, I fish. I think the thing about me is I'm versatile. I, because I came from a bass boat, I fished college. You know, I went back to school with GI Bill and I fished college. Like, I, I know a lot of different techniques, but I, I fish a lot of techniques, but I keep them all really simple. So, mine is I fish. Here first, of all, I'll give you my setup. It's the same. I fish an Arc and Boker Pro. It's a 610 medium light. That's the thing. I fish a medium light, uh, 610, extra fast. Again, it's a $150 rod, quantum smoke, S3, same reel. Uh, I use same braid, 12 pound Sunline SX1, High vis Yellow, Alberto knot, sunlight, my Line is, I use six pound line. So this to me is like, I'm trying to, like, I can't catch a fish. Or I've fished a spot. There's two different reasons I throw a Ned rig. Either, holy crap, I can't catch a fish. Like, I'm on Seminole. Things are not looking good. And I got to pull out the Ned rig. Or, and it still didn't work. Uh, or it could be, I uh, fished a spot, I fished it out, I still see some fish down there, and let me try to catch one more. Or sometimes they just won't bite anything else. And here, I'm going to give you my theory on the net rig, and it's stupid, but I'm going to tell you what it is. You ready? Let, let me drink water for I give you this pot here. Yeah. Everybody prep oh. yourself. Prep yourself. All right. Here comes the real juice right here Yeah, oh yeah, that's some juice, all right. So, I think there's three different kinds of bites I think there's a reaction bite You know, crankbaits uh, Spoons, whatever it is Stroking a jig You're getting them to bite Because something's in their spot And they don't have hands They can't hit it They have to hit it with their mouth, right? Okay, that's one Number two is feeding They're hungry Okay I think the number three bite that a Ned rig has gotten into that wasn't there before is the Dorito bite. I, I know it's my favorite. <laughs> I, I, I like where you're going with that. Okay. so <laughs> If somebody puts a Dorito in your face, look, I got some extra weight on me and I love hey, it.
2: You ain't telling me nothing. All
4: right. <laughs> I seen you. I, I know you did. <laughs> I, I got a little bit more than you, but. If somebody puts a Dorito in your face, a Dorito smells delicious. Are you hungry? No. You, you don't want a Dorito. You're not hungry. You just ate. You just had a big dinner. But that Dorito, you're probably going to eat it because it's <laughs> in your face. If I keep putting it in your face, cool ranch. Oh, that's your favorite flavor. You just have to eat it. Why not? Oh, it. I mean, it's right there. It's not, it's only like five calories. Why not? <laughs> yeah, just a little snack. It's not going to hurt you. You just have to eat it. That's what an Ed Rig is. It's a Dorito bite. Like, if there's no reason not to bite it, you have to bite it. That's what an Ed Rig is. That's exactly what it is to me.
3: That makes perfect sense. That is an awesome theory.
4: (laughs) It's just a snake. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's not even, it's not a feeding, it's not a reaction. It's just, Fine, like and like
2: just, I, I, I could man. eat. I could eat. You know, yeah, just, uh, you know, just a, little,
4: just a little something. A Hershey Hold kiss me over. I can't say <laughs> no to a Hershey kiss. I mean, you know, that's not even food. <laughs> like that's what a Ned rig is. So, um yeah, I throw it on six pound line. I throw it on the lightest stuff. So I'm throwing it whenever I either can't get a bite or I'm trying to get that last fish. I'm trying the last one in the school that I know there's another one down there or, you know, that, that, you know, whenever things go wrong, the Ned rig is my, so that's why I'm throwing it on the lightest line. I'm throwing it on medium light rod, but I've caught like 10 pound catfish. I've caught five pound spots on it, which is down here. Coosa river. Five pound spot is like the devil trying to get that dude in on six pound line. You can do it, but it's, you know, that's like trying to pull in a whale. I, I promise. A five-pound spot, Coos River spot, is difficult to get in on 20-pound line. But, um, yeah, it's it's just, you know, it just, I, yeah, I throw it on the very lightest stuff I can because I'm trying to get, whenever I'm throwing it, I have, it's, it's in particular situations. So that's why I throw it the way I throw it. Could you throw it on eight pound line with the with the Nico Rid, you know, on that same medium rod, eight pound line? You could probably throw if you were a noob and and you've got to combine these two techniques, you could probably get away with it. You could probably throw it a little bit heavier, like the big TRD, and throw it on eight pound line. You could probably figure that out and put the two together. Yeah, you could probably do that, but the way it fits into my lineup. This is how I throw it. And the way it's worked for me, buy this, I promise. Or or watch it online. I swear I wish I had one with me. If I could run, go get it, I would. Get an X-Zone lure, uh, the Ned Zone stick baits, and grab it and wobble it. And the whole tail goes like this. It's got like a bulbous end to it, and just shake it and watch what it does. It does something no other Ned rig bait does. I've had them all, even the even the X the X, the Z man is great because it's durable. But that the X zone one, it wobbles like this. It's like a like one of those door things. Like whenever you. You slam the <laughs> door. That's those spring things, and then it shakes. It goes. Barrr. That's exactly what the X Zone Ned does. It's got that wobble, and it just keeps going like it's like a like you slap a girl on a bottom. I'm I'm gonna be nice here, and it just shakes. That's <laughs> what this does. Like, I'm sorry. I, I just <laughs> took this somewhere else.
3: It's a good illustration. What can I say? Okay,
4: but that's why that's why I'm saying. <laughs> that's with the X-Zone god lord I hope X-Zone don't listen us <laughs> what do you mean
3: that's their next next marketing thing
4: I'm sure <laughs> So I'm saying you smack it and it's got that wobble it's got that wobble that them fish want so oh that's all I'm saying I promise I have went through there's a lot of good ones out there. Sure, the, the I love some Strike Zone. I love that coffee scent. I love coffee. That's great. It's delicious. I might want to eat it myself.
0: <laughs>
4: a lot of good things out there, a lot of good baits. The X-Man's super durable. But get the X-Zone, one. put a dab of super glue on your terminal tackle. And I still – I like the weedless one. I've been using it for a long time. And X-Zone, they make the terminal tackle. So if you're fishing somewhere that only – Doesn't have any kind of hang-ups. You can can get the X-Zone one, and that's good. But I like the Z-Man Weedless Finesh Rooms, just the regular old-school ones. And they used to make a 16th. And I don't know who you are, Mr. Z-Man, but you need to bring them back because I like the 16th. I like the super light ones, and they don't make them anymore. But I use the 10th and 12-foot or less, so the shallow stuff. Let's say 10-foot or less. And... The sixth ounce and 10 foot or more, so deep water. And I get the weedless ones. It's got two little weed guards. You just put them straight out, and they're totally weedless. That's it. You don't have a problem. Buy a bunch of them because you're going to lose them. It is what it is. They don't cost much. They're super cheap. You just get that, put a dab of super glue on the head where you put those the X zone down. And you're going, you can catch a bunch of fish on them. And it's got that wobble. I promise it's the deal. It's it's the, I bought, I have bought all of them. I am saving you money by doing this Buy that. There you go. Boom.
2: Have you used any of the EWG NID rigs?
4: I have bought some other brands and I have thrown some other brands directly into the garbage. As soon as I got them in the house, because they, their hooks bend and I have no idea how you can catch a fish on a hook that bends. That's a, that's all I'm going to say.
3: I've seen a few that uh, even online, the, the hook bend even looks we- like it wouldn't hold a fish. Uh, there,
4: there's, some other, there's some other ones out there that I've, I've bought some, and I've spent some good money on them. <clears throat> how does uh, you buy it, and you, you think about it, how does the worm stay on the hook? Think about that before you buy it. And I'm I'm not going to call out any brands before you buy it. Think about how the worm sits on the Ned and how the Ned attaches it. What is possibly holding the Ned onto the head? There has to be something. Think about a jig. A jig has some kind of lead keeper on there. Half of them, half of the net heads out there do not have any kind of keeper that actually holds the bait down onto it. They're garbage. They're absolute garbage. There's some other, the Owner Blockhead, that one's okay. There are some good ones out there. I'm not saying there's not some good brands. Get the Z-Man. Unless you're, I've, I've tried the Egg Zone one. That one is good, but I like the Weedless one. That's why I use that one.
3: Yep. And then um
4: trying to save all money. There you go.
3: As far as technique with that, are you dead sticking, you're hopping, dragging, all of the above?
4: Yeah, it's the same thing. You want it on a semi-slack line. So the way the best way I can explain what a net is, is you're floating it around. You want some people actually fish it like like you'll fish almost fish it in open water. You can fish it for suspended bass, but most of the time, 90% of the time, I'm fishing it on bottom, but I'm not dragging it on bottom. I'm just kind of floating it off the bottom. Like I'm not dragging it, I'm just semi slack lining it. And every now and then, it's so hard to explain. I'm not just dragging it. I'm It's almost popping it, but you're just semi-slack lining it. Like, if you can see my hand, if you're actually watching it, like, you're just kind of going like this. And you're just barely reeling it as you do it. So you're just, like, most of the time it's semi-slack. So every, let's say every three seconds, you're actually feeling the bait. You're just little oh, tiny pops. So you're actually doing that constantly? Yeah, just little bitty pops. So it's just kind of, think about it, just barely popping off the bottom, just little bitty hops. So you're just semi-slacking slack it off the bottom is what it is. Instead of dragging it, just dragging it off the bottom, you're just doing little bitty pops off the bottom is what it is. But it's also, at the same time you're doing that, you're also keeping it semi-slack line as you're doing it. So it's almost like it's just kind of floating off the bottom. Good. And, I think- that, and that technique is going to take a little bit of time to do. But once you do, it will catch the mess out of them, man. You can go, and you can go out there with a kid. I mean, like my kid, there's a, also something called a tiny child rig. Yep. Yeah. It, and you can look up wired official fish on that one. That's what I give my son. It's a one knot hook. And then you put that shroom's weight that I talked about in the Ned rig. You put that in the bottom of it. So you have that wobble head, you know, that x Ned. You put that shroom's weight in the bottom, and then you put a one knot hook in the front and the top. And then you let that kid throw it around all day in the grass, anywhere they want to. They can't get it hung up, and that'll catch some fish too. So it's like a weedless Ned, and you can throw that anywhere you want to. That's why I give my son, and he sits in the back of the kayak, one that t- tiny child rig around. He can't hook himself. He can't anything, and he catches fish on it.
2: I haven't tried that yet.
3: I've tried food. it one time and caught one one bass on the river. Like when I went out with my father-in-law my brother-in-law, and we were all struggling. And I so I was like, you know, I heard about this, and I have the stuff here to do it. So I did it. I used a big TRD, on, or a big NED. The like the slightly bigger Ned on that, but uh, I was able to catch a bass with it, so it made me happy. I, and yeah, I don't think you could get it hung up. I mean, it, yeah, you're you're Texas rigging basically the top of the Ned rig, and then like you said, there's a weight in the bottom, and so it'll go down through cover and come back out without getting snagged for the most part.
4: I give that to my son, I, I don't ever throw it, but I mean, I you could, you know,
3: yeah, no, definitely.
4: I I just don't really have a, like, it doesn't really fit into my techniques of a uh, time when I could throw it. But I mean, I'm sure there would be a time when I could throw it when it would catch fish. I just don't throw it myself, you know?
3: I think with the Ned rig, one of the hardest things for me was that I don't always feel it. And, you know, I, I can't feel the weight on the end of my line like I can with a, a bigger uh, Senko or something uh, bigger, soft plastic or some more, heavier weighted stuff. And, uh, that was always a struggle for me, but, uh, I think that's part of, part of what makes the Ned rig good.
4: That's what keeps, that's what keeps a lot of people away. And that's the only reason it's still effective is because a lot of people can't, uh, you know, like everybody can't throw every bait. Like Mm -hmm. I can't a jerk bait for some reason, that technique doing that weird technique, you know, doing that jerk bait technique, you know, that motion I, same way with like a it's, it's very hard for me to do a spook. I don't, I don't know why, like I can do one. It's just hard for me to do for some reason. That motion does not come well, naturally for me. Yeah.
2: Well, that jerk bait motion, I don't have an issue with like the motion itself. I, but like in a kayak, it's really hard for me for some reason. Like I, uh, so I've never really thrown it just for that reason because it's it's awkward for me in a kayak.
3: I can do the motion, but I have trouble tying in my reeling to to match up with it. You know, so it's jerk, jerk, jerk. Okay, reel a little bit, jerk. Real? Yeah, am I doing this right? Am I, you know? So it's it's definitely that's where I struggle with it. But yeah, I have, you know, it does look like it's doing what it's supposed to. But I have no clue if it really is or not.
4: So I mean, it, you can't throw everything. But that one, man that that one is like it's 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 hard to overstate how powerful a Ned rig is whenever you need it. If like if you want to be a turn if if you're sitting here and you're listening to this, you know, and you're saying, I want to be a tournament angler. My goal is to be, I'm starting out. I want to be a tournament angler. You cannot pass up a net break. Like you, you can't miss that step. You can't. Like it, it has to be, it has to be one of the techniques that you have. If you don't have it in your arsenal, you are missing Fish. You will miss fish. There will be times when you will miss fish that could have helped you to cash a check. Flat out. You just are.
2: Yeah. Everybody that listens to this show, you know, they know I'm not a spinning gear guy at all. I carry one spinning rod with me, and 95% of the time that one spinning rod has a Ned Rig tied on it. That's like one of the light finesse uh things that, I, that I'll use yeah. alright well are we winding down here
3: yeah Dan you thought we would have trouble covering time look at it we're at an hour already <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah we were thinking it'd end up like a two hour episode with all your little details you go into <laughs>
4: <laughs> well I mean if we were at first we were just talking about the Neko but I mean with the Ned and the is yeah well,
2: you know, we appreciate you coming back on here and talking with us, little people. You know, I know, I know you're yeah. used to talking. To, I know you're used to talking to all your big wigs over there
4: on the real down. You do know? like the same people yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah, dog. Uh, hey, but, uh, hey, I, y'all get more. Hey, seriously, man, y'all do a great job, and I, I know. We oh the real down. I know y'all get more listeners than we do. Y'all are the big show on Pal and Finn, not us. So, congratulations to y'all on all the hard uh, work y'all put in. Come on now, don't be like that.
2: All right, all right. No, <laughs> <There you>
4: <laughs> <go>. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, we appreciate you coming on here and talking with us once again. Um,
4: anytime. if if uh, as always, if anybody has any questions, please feel free to message me. I'm happy to answer your questions anytime.
3: We'll send you the spreadsheet.
4: <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, uh, if you go back and listen to that spreadsheet episode, Dan and the spreadsheet, I will send you that spreadsheet. it has been over a
2: year now. That that was last December. Whenever you did that episode, and I think we that was
4: when people... I was still.
3: I was still yeah. a listener at that point.
4: I think there's still finally, the people that ask for it every now and then. <laughs> it's finally been a while. I think it's been a couple of months since anybody's has asked me for that spreadsheet. But for a while, man, I was getting. Lit up with some spreadsheet requests, but if you go back and listen to that Dan and the spreadsheet episode, I will send you the spreadsheet with all the different techniques, and I'm I'm happy to send you that yeah, too.
2: December 2019, if you're looking for it.
4: Yeah,
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, hit hit up Dan if you got any more questions and whatnot. Uh, check Dan out over on the Real Down if you don't uh, watch it or listen to it already uh yeah. dan do you, do you want to do the sponsor thing and all that that?
4: Uh, yeah i mean on you know on facebook daniel perry i don't know hoover alabama palin finn i guess you can search me that way uh on don't look at my youtube that's terrible it's daniel perry fishing if you want to i got like five janky videos and four <laughs> subscribers uh
2: <laughs> and, and I actually found one of your videos just Did out of the blue. Like I, I forget yeah. what I was look, I forget what the video was or what I was looking for, but I Googled something and you know, some videos popped up and I popped it on there. And I was like, that dude's voice sounds familiar. Like, Oh, that's Dan.
4: Who's this sexy voice I'm hearing? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And on Instagram, I'm Daniel Perry fishing, but, uh, yeah, you know, the sponsors. I don't have many, but it's Baino Power. Love the batteries. Egg Zone, about them tonight. The best baits around, except for at egg, egg, egg Zone. I mean, the the Z-Man with the net, the Nico. Hard to get away from that, but I might one day. Um, and, yeah, Gadget. Love them. Yep. And I have Old Town kayak. I love Old Town. Come on, Old Town. I'll ask yeah. you, boy.
3: Go listen to uh, they. I'd like to. Uh, I just finished listening to uh, you talk with uh, Brad and Josh about Old Town, and that was a pretty good episode, so definitely worth listening to. Checking out guys if you haven't already. So,
4: I didn't apply last year, I, I, I might next year. We'll see. There you go. I do love some Old Town kayaks. I've, I've been, I'm, I might apply next year. We'll see.
2: <laughs> My buddy's got one, he likes it a lot. They've been good. I'm just I'm for pedal drive. I'm stuck with Jackson for now. But until until manufacturers start bringing out options for which side the handle is for steering the rudder, I'm stuck with Jackson. Because Kobe has it on both sides. <laughs> uh but I don't I don't want to buy a homie though because then <laughs> after a couple of years you become a douche and uh, not oh, oh, that's like a, That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> <gonna> get, that's,
3: <laughs> well, at least I got a couple years yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm playing anybody as a homie out, out there. It's just a joke. I love you. Don't worry. Um, but yeah. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, It's been Bass Fishing for Noobs on the Paddle and Finn podcast, bringing you the techniques, tricks, and tips to help you rip more lips. Later, y'all.
1: Later.